The sun shines bright on the county stadium in Milwaukee in the heart of America's Dairyland. But there's a danger of a Yankee storm brewing, and the Braves, down two to one of the Yankees, are getting back near the wall. They used to say of the Braves when they represented... Today it's nine years later, and the saying goes, it's Spawn and Burdett, and we'll beat the Yankees yet. Fans have come in early, and there's a kind of an air of expectancy as Warren Spawn, the great left-hander for Milwaukee, who has been the great left-hander for a good many years, starts to warm up, starts to loosen that left arm, upon which the hopes of the Braves will be resting this afternoon. Spawn has won 20 or more games for eight seasons to tie Lefty Grove and Eddie Plank as the only Major League Southpaws to accomplish this feat. The only modern pitchers to win 20 games more often are Cy Young, who won 16, 10 before the turn of the century, Christy Matthewson, 13, Walter Johnson, 12, and Grover Cleveland Alexander. Warren's 41 shutouts is also an all-time senior circuit record for left-handers. He won 11 and lost 3 from August the 6th to the season's end, 9 in a row from August 6th to September the 7th. And Warren Spahn pitched in three games during the 1948 Braves-Indians World Series. He started the second game against Bob Lemon, was the losing pitcher in a 4-1 game. He worked four and a third innings. Spahn was the winning pitcher in the fifth game after replacing starter Nelson Potter in the fourth inning. He worked five and two-third innings, allowed one hit. And the next day, he worked the last two innings of the game in relief for starter Bill Voisel. He allowed three hits, one run, walked none, struck out four. Warren posted a very impressive record in the regular season of the National League 1957, winning 21 games, losing 11. And his earned run average bespeaks most eloquently of his ability, 2.69. In the World Series of 1957, the topic of which we are about to unfold, he has appeared in one game. That was the first game. He was charged with a loss. He worked five and a third innings, gave up seven hits, one walk, struck out none, gave up three runs, all three of them were earned, and his earned run average, 5.40. So it is Warren Spahn getting the nod today from manager Fred Haney. And the lineup for the New York Yankees, the fourth lineup to be used by Casey Stengel in the four games, and as it would be the case with Casey, all four have been completely different. Yesterday, Hank Bauer led off. Kubek played uh, left field and batted second. But today, young Tony Kubek, who hit two home runs in yesterday's affair, leads off and plays left field. Kubek, who will not be 21 until Columbus Day, has five hits and 12 times at bat in the series. He will carry with him today a very creditable 417 average, and he will be in left field. Batting second in the right field is Hank Bauer. Bauer has had three hits and 14 times at bat. He has a 2.14 average. And Hank Bauer has had uh, a base hit safely in the last 10 ball games of the World Series. The seven from last year and a carryover into this year. And has hit safely in every World Series game that he has been in. I shouldn't say game series that he's been in. Mickey Mantle will bat third and play center field. Mickey, four for ten, goes into today's game with a 400 average. Yogi Barrow will bat fourth and do the catching. Yogi with two hits and 11 times at bat. Gil McDougal will bat fifth and play shortstop. McDougal with one hit and nine times at bat. And Elston Howard, who uh, grabs the catcher's mitt, the first baseman's mitt, or the fielder's glove at the drop of a hat, will be at first base starting today. Andy Carey, with a left-hander working for Milwaukee, will bat seventh and will play third base. Jerry Coleman will be at second base and will bat eight. And Tom Sturdivant 
who now lives in Oklahoma City, who won 16 games while losing six for the Yankees, who did not have a great record of completing ball games, but had a great record for his competitive ability, who lives in Oklahoma City, goes against Warren Spahn, who makes his home now in Hartshorn, Oklahoma. So a couple of Oklahomans now, both born in April, meet here on this October 6th afternoon in Milwaukee with a temperature 56 degrees. The wind today is blowing out of left field, so it will not favor the right-hand hitters, nor will it favor the left-hand batters, although it will not deter left-hand batters trying to pull the ball down that right field line. The foul lines in County Stadium, 315 down the right field line, 320 down the left field line. In a moment, we'll give you the Milwaukee lineup. And the 1957 World Series is being brought to you from County Stadium in Milwaukee. This is Westbrook Van Boris with news from Papermate of a significant advance in the science of writing. In my years of news reporting, I've had many a pen stop writing just when I needed it the most. You've probably had the same trouble. Chances are you weren't out of ink. The ink was simply clogged. Ink clogging, you see, is the major reason most ball pens stop writing. After years of research, Papermate has discovered an exclusive new ink formula with an amazing additive called Flojum that ends ink clogging. Because of its remarkable lubricating and anti-clogging properties, Papermate's new ink formula with Flojum writes all the time, every time, even on hard-to-write surfaces such as checks, glossy photos, even glass. Get a Papermate, the only pen that has the exclusive new ink formula with amazing Flojum. The Papermate piggyback Capri is still just $1.95. We are just minutes away now from the first pitch of the 1957 World Series fourth game. The lineup for the Milwaukee Braves finds Red Shanes, who has had four hits in 13 times at bat, who really uh, laced the ball yesterday, leading off and playing second base. Johnny Logan, still playing despite a spike wound that he received in one of the regular season games and who was delayed coming out for batting practice today while he attended it to it, will be batting second and playing shortstop. Eddie Matthews, who was a big gun for the Braves in the regular season, but whose gun has not boomed very eloquently so far, who's hitless in eight times at bat, will bat third and play third base. Hank Aaron will be in center field, batting fourth. Wes Covington will bat fifth and play left field. And the youngster, Frank Torrey, who was a great strength to the Braves in the absence of Joe Adcock, who swings from the left side of the plate, will be at first base. Hazel will be in right field. And he had no hits in four times at bat yesterday. Darrell Crandall, who caught Warren Spahn in the opener, will be back of the plate. And he will bat eight. And Warren Spahn, of whom so much has been said and so much has been written, will be the starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Braves. The umpires have come out today, and they're out there. They've finished their chats with the managers, and this is the way they'll line up. Augie Donatelli of the National League will call balls and strikes. Joe Paparella of the American League will be at first base. Jock O'Conlon of the National League will be at second. Bill McKinley of the American League will be at third. Mr. Shylack of the American League will be down the left field line, and down the right field line is Frank Sicori. In yesterday's broadcast, you may have heard us refer to a double fence which occurs here in Milwaukee's County Stadium. And as we do describe, the colors are being presented out on the left field line. The uh, first fence, which was put in here originally, is about 12 or 15 feet back of the fence which now exists. It's a shorter fence, about 6 feet in height. The fence which circles the County Stadium 
It starts at an area back from the right field wall, about 30 or 40 feet, and it's about 10 feet high. About 12 or 15 feet back of it is a short fence about 6 feet high, and it circles around, so it sort of forms a track. The color guard has started to move out, and the fans here are all standing at attention, as it is a very significant sight. Drill team, the naval uh, unit, marching out there, very sharp as they move along, back to second base. And the field has been kept in magnificent condition. Grass has been cut and has a contour and a shape to it that really looks great for this fourth game of the greatest classic in baseball. The uh, ground crew has just about finished the manicuring of the infield, which is also in excellent condition. And the band here today, as it was yesterday, is Steve Swedish fine musical aggregation. And they've been entertaining the fans who came on here early this morning. It's interesting to watch many of the Milwaukee fans who might be a little concerned but not downhearted. They had uh, made up signs which said, we're still with you, Braves. Go get them today, Spawny. And in noticing some of the fans who came early who are in the standing room area, entire families bringing blankets, making shields to protect him from the breezes that blow. And uh, certainly they're here today to let the Braves know that they're back up 100%. So this is a big game, as is every game in the World Series. But with the Braves down two games to one of the Yankees, it adds a little more in the importance of uh, things to come. The drill unit now has formed out in center field. Color guard has situated itself over in right center, directly in front of a temporary platform which has been put up there for the cameraman, out about 394 feet back of that double fence in between the fence of the playing field and the bullpen. Bullpen here in Milwaukee County Stadium is an area directly back of right center field in which both teams find themselves adjacent to each other. The Braves are on the playing field side of the bullpen and the visiting team on the far side and the big light towers, of course, back of that. So with the color guard now assembled out in right center field, we are just a few seconds away from the raising of the flag and the playing of our national anthem. The color guard now is being put to rest. Now Marvin Moran, and we invite you to join us in our national anthem.
as the Braves move on to the playing field, and we now pause for station identification. This is WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. You can feel the excitement mounting as Warren Spahn now comes out of the Braves' dugout, heads for the mound. And the Braves uh, certainly are fully mindful of the problem at hand. And the Yankees, who would like to wrap it up here in Milwaukee, are certainly going to be out there today to try and uh, add one more to their uh, list of uh, victories. So the expectancy of the fourth game of the World Series is ever-present. It's almost electrifying on this crisp autumn air. As the sun is shining brightly, blue clouds, or white clouds, uh, in front of a big blue sky. And it's a perfect setting for this fall classic that goes into the book now as World Series game number four. Tony Kubek, the hometown lad who yesterday walloped two home runs, is uh, standing down there watching, and he's about ready to move in. And ready to move in to take you over the first four and a half innings of this fourth game of the World Series, the voice of the Milwaukee Braves, Earl Gillespie. Thank you, Bob Neal, and good afternoon, everybody. The Milwaukee Braves putting their hopes on Warren Spahn this afternoon, who lost to Whitey Ford last Wednesday at Yankee Stadium by the score of 3-1. to one. The left-handed hitting leadoff man, the left fielder Tony Kubek in the batter's box. Tony batting at 4-17 so far in this World Series, and Spahn's first pitch is a ball outside. This game is underway. Ball one and no strikes. The Braves outfield has Wes Covington in left, Henry Aaron in center field, and Bob Hazel in right field. Kubek... Bauer and Mantle, the first three men to face Warren Spahn. The curve is a call strike, and it's even up at one and one. Augie Donatelli of the National League is calling the balls and strikes. Joe Paparella of the American League at first base. Jack O'Conlon of the National League at second base. Here's the wind-up by Spahn. The one-one pitch, a burnout in front of the plate. Crandall, Spahn has the ball, throws the first base. He is safe. He beats it out for a base hit. Tony Kubek, running out in front of the plate. Warren Spahn to Frank Torrey. And there is hit number one in the ball game. The Braves infield has Matthews at third base, Logan at short, Shane Deans at second base, and Torrey at first base. Crandall catching, and Warren Spahn is on the mound. Here is the white fielder, Hank Bauer, who has hit safely in the last ten straight World Series games. Seven last year and three this year. Right-handed batter hitting at 214 with three hits and 14 trips. A throw to first base, and back goes Tony Kubek. Stylish southpaw Warren Spahn. Stands six feet, weighs 175 pounds. The outfield about straight away. The pitch is a ball outside. It's ball one and no strikes. On deck is the center fielder, Mickey Mantle. Tony Kubek on first base. Nobody out, top half of the first inning. Spahn goes into the stretch, glancing over at the runner at first base. Delivers, and a curve is a foul tip, and it's strike one. Hank Bauer, held up on the swing, a foul tip, and it's ball one, it's strike one. Now Bauer steps out of the batter's box, glancing down at the third base coach, Frank Crosetti. Charlie Keller coaching over at first base. Runner leads off first. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and Bauer swings high, this is strike two. Ball one, and strike two. Manager Casey Stengel has six right-handed batters in this New York lineup this afternoon against the left-hander Warren Spahn, while Fred Haney has inserted six left-handed batters against the right-hander Tom Sturdivant. Ball one and strike two, the count on Hank Bauer. Throw to first base, Kubek back in time. 
Tony Kubek on first base with a bunt base hit. Into the stretch goes Warren Spahn. He delivers the one-two pitches outside of that ball, too. The wind again today is blowing in from left field down towards home plate. The uh, temperature is 56 degrees. Ball two, strike two count on Bauer, the right-handed batter. Spahn delivers, runner going, a swing of ground will hit to deep short. Up is Logan, the long throw to first base, going to be close. He is out. And Tony Kubek, who was on the go, is now standing on second base. Hank Bauer tossed out by shortstop Johnny Logan. And it brings up the center fielder, Mickey Mantle, who is batting 400 with four hits and ten times at bat, including one home run and two runs batted in. Mickey found the range yesterday of that bullpen in right center field along 394 feet for his first World Series home run of the season. Spawn whirls around, but nobody covering second base. Kubek moved back in a hurry. Outfield playing deep towards left field for Mickey Mantle. Kubek, a fast runner on second base. The pitch is a fast strike. The first three games of the series have drawn a total of 180,482 fans. Of the 45, 46,000 out here this afternoon, here is the pitch. A swing and a foul. It's off to the right. Shaney's moving in behind the runner at second base, and it looked like Mickey Mantle trying to hit that ball in the vacant spot at second. We have action in the Milwaukee bullpen as a right-hander Ernie Johnson begins cranking up. Strike two count on Mantle. On deck, it's catcher Yogi Berra. Tony Kubek leads off second base. The pitcher on the way, a swing and a ground ball. Standby spot, they have the runner caught between second and third. Runs him down, and the tag is made by Johnny Logan. Warren Spahn playing heads-up baseball. Stand that high ground ball off the bat of Mickey Mantle. Kubek was trapped off uh, second base. Spahn ran directly at the runner, making Kubek make his move. He tried to get back to second base. The play went Spahn to Johnny Logan. So there is a fewer's choice. With Mantle forcing, or rather, Mantle hitting that ground ball to Spahn, and the play going 1-6. to six. So that is two away. Mantle on first base, and here is Yogi Berra. Batting at 182 in the series, a throw to first. Yogi has two hits in 11 times at bat. No extra base hits, nor runs batted in. Stands fairly deep in the batter's box. Takes low inside a ball. Now in this fourth game of the 1957 World Series, Barra is actually playing in his 51st series contest. Outfield playing deep and slightly towards the right as Barra swings on a curve ball. Missed it completely and it's one and one. Ball one and strike one on Yogi. He'll be followed by the shortstop, Joe McDougald. Two men are out. First inning of play, and the Yankees have Mickey Mantle on first base. The 1-1 pitch. Swing on. There's a fly ball down the left field foul line. Coming over the run is West Covington running hard. He can't reach it. Foul ball, strike two. A foul that was sliced down the left field line off the bat of Yogi Berra. Covington, who so far has turned in the best clutch play of the series in the second game at Yankee Stadium last Thursday. Came racing across that foul line, but he could not reach that high foul. So there is a light for Yogi Berra. It's ball one and strike two. Two outs. Mantle on first base, and a curve is outside. Sidearm curveball evens it up at two and two. Warren Spahn, who has a tough assignment today, trying to silence these 
Yankee Bombers bats. They found it out a 12-3 victory yesterday. Fastball in close, 3-2. and two. All three and a strike two count on Yogi Berra. Berra steps out of the batter's box. Now he sets himself in there watching the left-hander, Warren Spahn. Spahn is almost 10 years the senior of his opponent today, Tom Sturdivant. Throw to first and back goes Mantle. Warren at 36 years old, Sturdivant at 27. Now a quick throw, but Mickey was standing on the bag. Ball three and strike two on Yogi Berra. Two outs, Mantle will be running. There he goes, the pitch is a ball four. So there is the first walk given up by Spahn. And it puts Yankee runners on first and second base with two outs. Bringing up the shortstop, Gil McDougal, who is batting at 111 with one hit and nine times at bat. Gil has one run batted in. Rosetti yelling out to Mickey Mantle, who takes his lead off second base. Barra off first base, two outs. The pitch to McDougal, and it's a little bit too high. All one and no strikes. Warren Spahn looks down at Del Crandall. Yankee runners lead off first and second. Here is the pitch, and it's swung on a line drive to left field for a base hit. Here is Mantle turning at third base to score now as the pick comes into the third baseman, Eddie Matthews. Yankees lead one to nothing. As Gil McDougal lines a solid base hit to left, drives in his second run of the series, and New York takes a 1-0 lead. That is hit number two off Warren's bond, and it brings up first baseman Elston Howard. Howard, who's been up five times, has two base hits, hitting at a 400 clip. Yogi Berra stopped at second base on that base hit by Gil McDougal, who's on first now with two outs. Outfield playing a little bit around towards left field, and the pitch to Howard is a close strike. In there on the knees on the inside corner, strike one. The Yankees have hit four home runs so far in the series. The Braves have hit two. Elston Howard, strong right-handed batter, standing deep. Slightly close stance. Spahn glancing back over the left shoulder, delivers, and a ball is outside. It's even up at one and one. on Elston Howard. Ball one and strike one. He'll be followed by third baseman Andy Curry. Yogi Berra on second base. Gil McDougal on first base. Two outs. One run is home. The pitch is swung on a ground ball to the third baseman. Scooped up by Matthews. Takes Yogi Berra. And that retires the side. A fielder's choice for Elston Howard. In the first inning, one run, two hits. There were no errors. Two Yankees were left on base. The score at the end of the top half of the first inning is New York 1, Milwaukee nothing. Well, that Yogi Berra now in the dugout getting on the catching paraphernalia is working in his 51st World Series game. You know, he calls the pitches and signals for plays like the cutoff, intentional pass, and the pitch out. You know how these signs are given with Gillette's World Series special, signals the secret language of baseball, free with a purchase of a Gillette Super Speed Razor. From an actual film of Paul Richards, manager of the Baltimore Orioles, you see the inside secrets of Major League Signals demonstrated in fingertip movies. Zip the eight reels off your thumb and see how big leaguers use the flash sign, the pump, the combination, the holding sign. You 
see how the fun is called, the steal or the hit and run. You learn who gives the signs, when and how, the whole revealing story. What a difference it's going to make in your enjoyment of baseball when you get signals, the secret language of baseball, attached to a Gillette Super Speed Razor, light, regular, or heavy. Choose a razor that matches your face and you're in for fast shaves, clean, comfortable shaves that feel wonderfully refreshing. Only costs $1. And that includes razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, travel case, and your free copy of Signals, the secret language of baseball. In the last half of the first inning, Milwaukee sends up Red Shandings, Johnny Logan, and Eddie Matthews to face the right-hander Tom Sturdivant. Shandings, a switch hitter, batting left-handed, takes strike one right down in there. Yankees lead 1-0 on two hits, and they walk in the first inning. Yankee outfield has Tony Kubek in left, Mickey Mantle in center field, and Hank Bauer in right field. Sturdivant delivers, and the knuckleball is outside. It's ball one and strike one. Red Shanding, so far in the series, has had four hits in 13 trips, batting at 308. Had his biggest day yesterday in the 12-3 ball game as he had three line shots to right field. Three singles. Here is the 1-1 pitch, and Red takes Hay outside. That's ball two. Manager Fred Haney, like uh, the majority now of Major League managers operating from the dugout, has Connie Ryan coaching at third base and Johnny Riddle down at first base. Tom Sturdivant delivers, and there's a swing and a pop-up down that third base line. Going back is the third baseman, Carey, makes a fine play. Andy Carey over the shoulder, catching foul territory. Good play. And he gets a well-deserved hand. Andy did not give up on that baby. A looping fly ball down the left field line in foul territory. So that's one away, and it brings up shortstop Johnny Logan who has one of the two Milwaukee home runs hit his at Yankee Stadium on Thursday. Right-handed batter, and he takes a strike. Logan with three hits and ten trips, batting at 300. One home run and one RBI. One out and nobody on base the last half of the first inning. Yankees leading one to nothing as Logan swings and pops one foul. It's out of play behind the plate and it's strike two. On deck is a young man that all Wisconsin is sweating out right now, the hard-hitting third baseman, Eddie Matthews, who so far in the series has gone hitless and eight times at bat. Yankee outfield playing Logan to pull around towards left field. And the strike two pitch is swung on as a ground ball to the second baseman's left over as Coleman fast throws the first base. He is out. Jerry Coleman to Elston Howard. That is two away, and it brings up third baseman Eddie Matthews. Eddie, who was born in the state of Texas, lived most of his young life, though, in Santa Barbara, California. Now resides in Brookfield, Wisconsin, a suburb of Milwaukee. Left-handed batter with two outs, nobody on base, a swing and a foul, bouncing past the Milwaukee dugout, and it's strike one. Strike one count. Mickey Mantle, arms folded across the chest, is very deep and shading Matthews around towards right center field. These ball players like to relax between pitches. A wind up and the pitch on the way. It's outside the ball, so it's even up at one and one. All one strike one count on the Braves' third baseman, Eddie Matthews, with Henry Aaron, 
waiting in the on-deck circle. Yankees lead one to nothing. Into the windup goes Tom Sturdivant. The pitch is swung on a high foul on the first base side. A baseball souvenir for some lucky customer, and it's now a ball one, and a strike two count on Matthews. Tom Sturdivant, six feet one. 182 pounds, 27-year-old right-hander, who had a very fine year for Casey Stengel. 16 wins and 60 feats. A one and two pitch, and it's a foul tip as Matthews tried to hold up, and it's still one and two. Sturdivant posted a 2.54 earned run average. In World Series action, the right-hander has one victory. No defeats. He beat the Brooklyn Dodgers last year in the fourth game of the series. Pitching a complete ball game. A one and two pitch. A swing and a ground ball to the first baseman. Picked up by Howard. Beats him in the bag and that retires the side. In the last half of the first inning, three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. And at the end of the first inning, the score is New York one, Milwaukee nothing. This is John Cameron Swayze with news of a significant advance in the science of writing. In my years of news reporting, I've had many a pen stop writing just when I needed it most. You've probably had the same trouble. Chances are you weren't out of ink. The ink was simply clogged. Ink clogging, you see, is the major reason most ball pens stop writing. After years of research, PaperMade has discovered an exclusive new ink formula with an amazing additive called Trojan that ends ink clogging. Because of its remarkable lubricating and anti-clogging properties, PaperMate's new ink formula with Flojan writes all the time and every time, even on hard-to-write surfaces such as checks, glossy photos, even glass. So get smooth, dependable writing. Get a PaperMate, the only pen that has the exclusive new ink formula with amazing Flojan. You can still buy the new PaperMate Piggyback Capri at no increase in price. Carey leads off for the New York Yankees in the second. Andy's starting at third base today. Missed the second and third games. He opened up at Yankee Stadium at third. Outfield playing around the left for the right-handed batter. Responds first pitch is swung on. There is a high fly ball to right. Hazel started in. Now Bob is moving to his left. He makes the catch, and it's one away. Andy Carey batting at 333 with one hit and three trips. Flies out to Bob Hazel in right field on the first pitch. So that is one away, and it brings up second baseman Jerry Coleman. Jerry, with three for nine, is batting at 333. One double, two runs batted in. One man is out, nobody on base. Yankees lead, one nothing in the second. Here is a spike, it's called. Moving up towards the on-deck circle is the Yankee leadoff man, left fielder Tony Kubek. Tom Sturdivant, the pitcher. We'll hit next. Spawn's pitch. Swung on. A ground ball to Eddie Matthews. Scoops it up. Here's his throw to first base in plenty of time, and that's two away. Jerry Coleman tossed out by Eddie Matthews, and it brings up the pitcher, Tom Sturdivant. Although he is a right-handed thrower, Sturdivant is a left-handed swinger. He had 13 base hits in 71 times at bat this season. Batting at 183. No extra base hits, nor runs batted in. Two men are out. Nobody on base, and Spawn's first pitch is a call strike on the inside corner just above the belt. Tom Sturdivant, a left-handed batter, and a swing on this strike two. 
Went after Spahn's curveball. Spike two count. Warren Spahn has a sign, goes to work, and a swing and a foul tip, hitting off the glove of catcher Del Crandall. And there is a light for the Yankee pitcher, Tom Sturdivant, the count remaining at strike two. The throw got by Warren Spahn on the return of the mound, picked up by Shane Dean, stout behind second base. Strike two count. Shane Dean's playing deep at second base. The outfield is shallow. And a bunch straight away for Sturdivant, who swings, hits the ground balls, knocked down by Matthews. He picks it up, throws the first base, he is out, and then retires the side. Three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. We go to the last half of the second. The score at the end of one and a half innings is New York 1, Milwaukee nothing. Well, yesterday we saw Gene Conley in action for manager Fred Haney. We'll no doubt see Gene again in this 1957 World Series. You know, Gene is a Gillette fan, and that's no surprise because most men are. Here's what Gene has to say about that. It didn't take me long to learn that the only way to get a decent shave is with a Gillette blade in a Gillette razor. Yes, sir, and a decent shave means a lot of things. It's a fast shave, clean shave, a refreshing, comfortable shave that lasts for hours on end. That's what you get with a Gillette Super Speed Razor, light, regular, or heavy, that matches your skin and beard. The light is specially designed with minimum blade edge exposure for men with lighter beards. The regular is for men with average skin and beard. The heavy with maximum edge exposure, angle and weight, is designed for men with heavy, dense beards, the kind that are hard to shave. Choose yours, and Gillette guarantees everything you want in a shave, the kind that makes you look your best and feel great. One dollar is all it costs for Gillette Super Speed Razor, dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades, travel case, and for a limited time only, you get signals, the secret language of baseball, free. The Braves center fielder, Henry Aaron, leads off in the last half of the second. Right-handed batter facing right-hander Tom Sturdivant, and a curve strike is called outside corner knee high. Aaron has four hits, 13 times at bat, two extra base hits, a triple, and a home run, and two runs batted. And he is hitting at 3.08. Start of bat delivers, and the knuckleball is low outside, and it's even up at one and one. Ball one, strike one. Tom Sturdivant began his baseball career as an infielder playing at second base. He has been a steady worker for Casey Stengel this year. Tugs at the bill of his cap as he reaches down for that rosin sack. The count is even up on Henry Aaron at ball one and strike one. Milwaukee trails 1-0 in the last half of the second. Aaron Covington and Torrey facing right-hander Tom Sturdivant. There is a ground ball, a deep short, picked up beautifully by Gil McDougall. He flips it to carry, but there's no chance to get the runner. And a very fine play by... Joe McDougall, almost on the grass, out behind his shortstop position. A base hit for Henry Aaron. Boy, these Yankees are quick thinkers. McDougall realizing he couldn't pivot to make that long throw the first, flipped the ball to Andy Carey, but Carey did not waste the throw that time because Henry moves very quickly down that first base line. Hit number one off Tom Sturdivant. Brings up the Braves' left fielder, West Covington, with a tying run at first base and nobody out. He swings at the ground ball to the third baseman, picked up by Carey. Over to second base, out. First base, he is safe. Lightning-like action on that Yankee infield. Andy Carey to Jerry Coleman. Henry Aaron trying his best to break up the double play. Coleman's throw is not in time as Covington, despite his 
200 pounds, can really move down that first base line. So West pulls up at first base on the fielder's choice. One man is out. And the tying run is still on first base. Frank Torrey, a left-handed batter, and he takes slow inside a ball. Torrey has been up twice without a base hit. He is making his first series start. Joe Adcock, the big guy from Cushana, Louisiana, started the first three games of the series. Covington on first base with one man out. Here's the pitch, and a strike is called. Over the heart of the plate, knee high. It's even up at ball one and strike one. Third base coach, Connie Ryan, going through a series of signs. Ball one and strike one. Elston Howard holding the runner on. Here is a ball high outside, and it's two and one. Last half of the second, Yankees drew first blood on the top of the first inning. On two hits, a walk, and the big base hit was a line single left by shortstop Gil McDougal as he drove in his second run of the series. Ball two, strike one. The pitch to Torrey, a swing of this, runner going, here is the throw, a bad throw by Yogi Berra, he is safe for second. Berra's throw was slow, hitting in the dirt, and to the first base side of the bag. And Gil McDougal made a very fine pickup, and almost got the hard sliding West Covington. And that is a stolen base. For Covington putting the tying run on second base with one out. And the count is ball two, strike two on Torrey. On deck is Bob Hazel. Tom Sturdivant into the stretch. Delivers and it's low inside, ball three. Sturdivant with his work cut out today must face six southpaw hitters in this Milwaukee lineup. Shane East, Matthews, Covington, Torrey, Hazel, and Warren Spahn. Full count on Frank Torrey, ball three, strike two. Runner leads off second base. The pitch swung on a ground ball to the second base, but he's waiting for it. Big hop throws to first base. He is out, and on the play, Covington moves around to third. So the stolen base actually pays off, as that might have been a double play ball to Jerry Coleman. Now with Covington on third base, the batter is right fielder Bob Hazel, looking for his first World Series base hit. Played in his first game yesterday, going 0 for 4. A free-swinging left-handed batter. And the outfield is playing him just about straight away. So is the infield. Two men are out. Last half of the second. Yankees one, Milwaukee nothing. Sturdivant starts the wind-up and delivers, and it's low inside, a breaking pitch. Ball one and no strikes. Milwaukee has that tying run only 90 feet from home plate. But sometimes, to a manager on the bench, that 90 feet looks like 290 feet. Here is the 1-0 pitch. A swing and a ground ball to the shortstop. Left up is Gil McDougal. Over to first base. He is out, and that retires the side. So in the last half of the second, no runs and one hit, no errors, and one man was left on base. At the end of the second inning, the score is New York 1, Milwaukee nothing. Do you... Do you want... Do you really want a decent shave? Do you really want a decent shave? Then shave, 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 with the blade and the razor bite, let's shave, let's. One, two, three, and after 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 one, two, three, and after
pause 30 seconds for station identification. Save your money, save your money, save your money, save it, honey, save it for that rainy day. Open an account with any amount at Schenectady Savings Bank today. Yes, bonus dividend days at Schenectady Savings Bank. Money deposited by October 14th earns 3.25% dividend from October 1st. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Genuine Goodyear tires, guaranteed till they're worn out, get Goodyear from Albert E. Oliver, Incorporated, in Albany, the name for your best tire deal. Left-hander starts his lineup, the pitch to Kubek, and Tony takes a strike. A left-handed batter, who had a great day yesterday with two home runs and a single. Outfield playing around to the right, the pitch to Kubek, here's a swing, a ground ball to Torrey. Frank picks it up, he throws his spawn covering, and it's just in time by a step. Frank Torrey to Warren Spawn. One away, brings up right fielder Hank Bauer, who was thrown out by shortstop Johnny Logan in the first inning. The center fielder, Mickey Mantle, on deck is studying Warren Spawn. Up goes the right leg, the left arm down, the pitch swung on, a ground ball to deep third base, backhanded by Matthews. Here's a throw to fire, she is out. A backhanded play by Eddie Matthews uh, yesterday turned in a beauty. This ball isn't hit too hard. Eddie has developed into one of the top defensive third basemen in the National League. He, uh, during the 1957 campaign, made some spectacular plays at the hot corner. And boy, you don't get much time to think down there at third base. Here is Mickey Mantle, and Mickey takes the ball. It's high outside, ball one and no strikes. Nobody on base, Yankees lead, 1-0 in the third. The pitch is swung on a ground ball, past the mound, picked up by Spani, throws the first, he is out, and the Yankees are three up and three down. The run, no hits, no errors. Nobody left the score at the end of two and a half innings, New York one, and Milwaukee nothing. Last half of the third, the catcher, Del Crandall, leads off for Milwaukee. He'll be followed by Warren Spahn, and then the top of the batting order, Red Shane Crandall, right-handed batter, outfield playing him to the left, and Del takes low, a ball. He's been up eight times in the series, has two hits, batting at 250. Ball one and no strikes. Nobody on base, nobody out. Yankees lead. One to nothing as Tom Sturdivant delivers. The curve is low outside. It's ball two. Crandall has a long way home after a baseball season. He lives in Fullerton, California. Ball two, no strikes. Yankee outfield playing him to pull around towards left field. Sturdivant's next pitch is swung on. There's a high infield fly on the first base side going over is Jerry Coleman in the short right field. Coleman makes the catch and that's one out. Crandall pops out to Jerry Coleman, and it brings up the pitcher, Warren Spahn. He has always been a great favorite here in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. During his five years in a Milwaukee Braves uniform, as the Braves switched their franchise back in 1953, he has won over 100 ball games in those five years. Left-handed batter who swings, and foul tips this one off the shin guard of Yogi Berra. Turns right back out to Tom Sturdivant, and it's a strike one count. on when he's up there at the plate, draws the respect of every National League pitcher, as he takes a very fine cut, and he has good power. Here's the 0-1 pitch, it's way outside the ball. 
so far in the ballgame, this Yankee outfield could sit down as none of the three has had a chance. In other words, the Braves have not hit a ball out of the infield. Ball one and strike one. Tom Sturdivant. One man is out. Spawn watching this right-hander as he starts into the windup. Here's a swing, a ground ball to the second baseman. Big hop to Jerry Coleman. Throws the first base, and there are two outs. Warren Spawn is tossed out by Jerry Coleman. Oddly enough, an interesting sideline. The Yankees are not staying right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin during the series at County Stadium, but they're staying at a resort, Browns Lake, and right near the town of Sturdivant, Wisconsin. Sturdivant ready, and the pitch to Shane Dinks is too low a ball. Shane Dinks fouled out to Andy Carey, who made a very fine over-the-shoulder catch down the left-field foul line in the first inning. Two outs. Pitch high, and it's ball two. Two and nothing. On deck is shortstop Johnny Logan. The Yankees scored in the first inning. With Joe McDougal coming up with a big base hit, driving in the run. Ball two, no strikes on Red Shandings. The right-hander, Tom Sturdivant's pitch is over the plate, a call strike, and it's two and one. Ball two, strike one. A switch hitter, Red Shandings. He swings and hits a high infield fly. Yogi Berra right on the plate now, and he makes the catch in fair territory to retire the side. So in the last half of the third, three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. And at the end of the third inning, the score remains. The Yankees won. The Braves nothing. totals, the Yankees have one run, two hits, and no errors. Two men have been left on base. Milwaukee, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man has been left on base. And the Braves have yet to hit a ball out of the infield in the first three innings. In the fourth, it's going to be Yogi Berra, Gil McDougal, and Elston Howard facing left-hander Warren Spahn. Yogi Berra, squat, little left-handed batter. Hails from St. Louis, Missouri. Barrow walked in the first inning, and he leads off here in the fourth. Warren Spahn's first pitch is swung on, a foul is hit off to the left. This one is going back into the crowd. So it's a strike one count on the Yankee catcher. Boy, he has had a brilliant career in the major leagues. Yogi Berra. Nobody on base and nobody out as Spahn delivers. The pitch swung on, a high fly ball. Lofted in the short right field. Bob Hazel's coming in and calling for this ball. He's still coming in. He makes the catch. And that's one away. The wind is not as strong today as it was yesterday. The weatherman here in Milwaukee today says the wind out of the east is blowing at 9 miles an hour. Yesterday it was blowing at 17. One out. Gil McDougall, who lined a single to left, scoring Mickey Mantle from second base in the first inning. 
White on a batter, takes in close. Ball one and no strikes. Spawn has his side from Crandall. The outfield playing to the left as McDougall looked like he was going to bunt. He took a fast strike on the outside corner, and it's even up at ball one and strike one. Eddie Matthews broke in a couple of quick steps as McDougall dropped his hands on the bat, moving him up towards that trademark. Straightaway stance, the right-handed batter, and he now takes a ball high, and he adjusted his feet in the batter's box as though to try to hit down that right field line, which is open as Hazel is playing McDougal over towards right center field. Torrey about uh, 15 feet off the line at first base. 2-1 pitch. In the dirt. Ball three. Three and one. Ball three and uh, strike one. One of the keen students of baseball, Warren Spahn. One man is out. And the 3-1 pitch is swung on as a ground ball to the shortstop, Johnny Logan. Nice hop. He throws the first base. McDougal's retired, and it's two away. Warren Spahn has retired the last nine consecutive Yankee hitters. Here's first baseman Elston Howard. He was safe on the fielder's choice in the first inning that retired the side. Right-handed batter with a slightly closed stance, and he looks at a spike on that outside corner. Looked like one of Spawn's screwballs, which breaks away from a left half, rather from a right-handed batter. Spike one count. The pitch, and Howard swings and misses, and he swings so hard he lost his balance. It's strike two. Strike two count. Looked like Howard that time was aiming for Lake Michigan, which is about ten miles from here over that left field wall. Spawn delivers, and a ground ball hit to the shortstop. Logan over, scoops it up. Here's his throw, and it's scooped up nicely by Corey to retire the side. Three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left, and the score at the end of three and a half is New York 1, Milwaukee nothing. Well, these Milwaukee Braves, especially Joe Adcock, Johnny Logan, and Hank Aaron, can't say enough for Joe Taylor, their clubhouse manager. Joe takes real good care of him, and that goes right down to seeing they have the shaving cream they like. You can bet that Joe always has a good supply of foamy on hand. He knows that the boys go for his speed and convenience, and the clean, clean feeling that only a shaving cream shave can give. Foamy is fast, all right. Jet fast. Press the nozzle, and there's rich stand-up lather right at your fingertips. You're shaving a breeze. Look good. Feel great. And here's a big extra... Gillette Foamy contains K34, the antiseptic that destroys harmful bacteria while you shave. Give Gillette Foamy a whirl. I think you'll like it. 79 cents gets you about a three-month supply at a nearby store. The last half of the fourth inning, and the power is coming up here to face Tom Sturdivant, Johnny Logan, Eddie Matthews, and Henry Aaron. Braves trail one to nothing. Logan was thrown out by Jerry Coleman in the first inning. Right-handed batter, the outfield playing him to pull around to the left, and he looks at a strike. As Sturdivant went to that outside corner just below the belt. A very fast-moving ball game compared to yesterday's 12-3 victory for the Yankees. Tom Sturdivant delivers, and it's low and outside. Gets away from the catcher, Barrett. Ball one and strike one. 
The boys in blue certainly have turned in some fine performances in this 1957 World Series. Three from the National League and three from the American League. Ball on a strike one on Logan, who leads off in the last half of the fourth inning. Sternadan taking his time, leaning over, starts the rocking motion, delivers, and it's outside, ball two. Ball two and strike one. Tom Sturdivant has allowed only one base hit, and that was an infield single by Henry Aaron to deep short. 2-1 pitch, swung on and fouled off to the right, going up into the upper deck, and it's now a ball two and a strike two count. Amongst his 16 victories in the American League this year, Sturdivant chalked up two shutouts, while amongst uh, Warren Spahn's 21 victories, there were four shutouts. Ball two, strike two. Yankees one, Milwaukee nothing in the last half of the fourth inning. Here's a ball three. The curveball breaks wide of the plate and it's three and two. Tom Sturdivant has a little string going. He has retired five brave hitters in order. Spotty now has retired ten Yankees since the single by Gil McDougall in the first inning. 3-2 pitch, swung on and fouled up to the right. And just missing the mezzanine box seats, which are on the press box and radio level here at Milwaukee County Stadium. Ball three, strike two. Nobody is out. Logan leads up. And the Braves fans out here start talking it up. Sturdivant's 3-2 pitch. Swung on a high foul. Back towards the screen. Come Yogi Berra. There's no chance. Into the crowd. And it's still 3-2 as Logan hangs top of the batter's box. Yesterday's attendance here at County Stadium was 45,804. And I would imagine that the attendance will be about that same figure today. Ball three. Strike two. The six-foot, one-inch right-hander, Tom Sturdivant, making his first appearance in the 57 series. Leaning over from the waist, getting his side from Barra. 3-2 pitch. Ball four. Johnny Logan draws the walk. There goes the triangle in the first place with nobody out. That's the first walk given up by Sturdivant. And here is third baseman Eddie Matthews, who went out to first baseman Helston Howard unassisted in the first inning. Matthews, the left-handed batter, 0 for 9 so far in the series. Still looking for that first base hit. Levels the bat across the plate, watching Sturdivant as the right-hander goes to work. Here is the pitch. A swing, a line drive, right swing, a base hit. He's the corner. Logan running second base, on his way to third. Matthews is going into second base, and he goes in standing up. Broke off the chest of the young third baseman of the Braves, Eddie Matthews, who laid one down on that right field corner for his first base in the series. A two-base hit. Logan stops at third base. Milwaukee has the tying run on third. The lead runners on second base. Nobody is out. 
And the batter is Henry Aaron, who singled a deep short of the second inning. A bullet-like shot down deep from the right field corner, played nicely off the wall by Hank Bauer. Now the Milwaukee Partners and fans are really talking it up. That is the first ball to be hit to the outfield, off time straight of that. Wayne shot to right. Logan on third base, Benny Matthews on second base. Nobody out, the Yankees lead 1-0 last half of the fourth inning. And Sturdivant in the jam for the first time. Goes into the stretch, delivers, and the strike is called. And a clean southpaw. Bobby Shass begins loosening up that left arm of the bullpen in right center field for Casey Stengel. The infield is playing deep. Sturdivant checks the sign into the rocking motion. The pitch is too low, and it's even up at ball one and strike one. The first time today that Sturdivant has been in trouble. He has Logan on third base, Matthews on second base. Nobody is out. The base hits are even up at two apiece. And the windup. 1-1 pitch to Henry Aaron. They swing it across. Them to hit a ball over the infield. 
has just seen two of his pitches leave the ballpark here in the fourth inning. He is running pitches, and Hazel takes low inside, a knuckleball that bounced away from Yogi Ferra. He it up at one and one. Hazel was tossed out by shortstop Gil McDougald in the second inning. Ball one and a strike one count on the Braves right fielder. up by Stradivant, they change up, and it's a spike call. That might have been a knuckleball. He has two speeds on his knuckler, and that was a slow dancing pitch on the outside corner knee high. It's ball one and strike two. One of the really tough pitches to hit a knuckleball. Now Stradivant's one and two pitches swung on him. That was a knuckleball. He struck him out. And that is strikeout number one for Tom Sturdivant. Milwaukee has exploded for four runs in the last half of the fourth inning and a 4-1 lead over the Yankees. Two men are out. The batter is catcher Del Crandall. Crandall popped to second base in the third. Sturdivant getting a sign from Barra. The outfield moving around the left now as Dell takes too low a ball. Ball one and no strikes. Crandall, a right-handed batter. And the pitch to Dell is swung on a drive, knocked down by the pitcher. Throws over to first base, he is out, and that retires the side. In the fourth inning for Milwaukee. Four runs, three hits, no error, nobody left on base. At the end of the fourth inning, the score is Milwaukee four, New York one. They call me Saratoga, the girl from a vicious spring. My fishy is the best in taste, the mixer with that extra zing. Look for the yellow label, insist on the genuine thing. Cause only Saratoga fishy comes from the deep that vicious spring. WGY, WGFN, Schenectady. Hi there, this is Herb Coster inviting you to listen to my new sports show, Sports Spotlight, weekday afternoons at 5.45. In the fifth inning for the Yankees, Andy Carey, Jerry Coleman, and possibly a pinch batter for Tom Sturdivant, although the action has stopped on the bullpen in right center, will be the first three men to face the left-hander Warren Spahn. Carey flight out to Bob Hazel on the first pitch in the second inning. Now we're going to get some continued action now for Casey Stengel as the left-hander. Bobby Chance goes back to work in the bullpen. Here is a strike to carry a strike down in there. called strike one. So Casey Stengel will go to his bench for a pinch batter, most likely for a start event. Here's a swing of ground ball to the shortstop. Logan has it. His throw to first base. In time, that's one away. And Warren Spahn has retired the last 11 consecutive New York Yankee hitters. Brings up second baseman Jerry Coleman, who was thrown out by Matthews in the second inning. Right-handed batters moving out the dirt in the batter's box. The Braves four, the Yankees one in the fifth. The outfield moving around to the left for Jerry Coleman. 
Henry Aaron received a standing ovation from the left center field bleacher fans as he moved out to his position following his three-run home run of the fourth inning. Here's a loper to short right field. It's going to drop in. Maybe Hazel running hard off his fingertips. He picks up this ball and fires it into the shortstop. Johnny Logan covering at second base. A loping single to right field by Jerry Coleman. And there is the first Yankee to get on base since back in the first inning. Now let's see who will be called on. By Casey Stengel. Nobody has come out of that dugout as yet. Augie Donatelli, the home plate umpire, is walking slowly over towards the Yankee dugout. New York has a runner on first base with one man out of the fifth inning. And it's going to be Harry Suitcase Simpson. A left-handed batter coming up to face a southpaw. Warren Spahn. Simpson. Has been up five times, appearing in his third World Series game this year. He has one base hit, one RBI. He is batting at 200. So Casey Stengel right now is going against baseball percentage. As he brings up the left-handed batter to face left-handed Warren Spahn. However, Case, of course, has good reason for bringing out Simpson because he is a pretty sharp hitter against the left-hander. And he might be saving some of those right-handed swingers on that bench for later in the ballgame. Now Simpson's up there with a runner on first base. One man out, and Harry takes a swipe that's right down in there. Strike one. Jerry Coleman leads off first base with one out. Sidearm pitch is too low, and it's a ball. It's even up at one and one. Harry Simpson, who hails from Dalton, Georgia. 31 years old. Standing deep in the batter's box. They swing and they chop over the mound. Short stop to second base and grabs the ball. Steps on second base. Four to first and double play. Right by the side. for glory. As Greg took that play alone at second base. And in the fifth inning for the Yankees. No runs and one hit. No errors and nobody left. The score at the end of four and one half innings. Milwaukee four and the Yankees one. Henry Aaron in the last two days has called Yankee pitching for home runs. He certainly is hot in this World Series right now. And Aaron, so they tell me, is a pretty slick one at picking up the signals. Imagine the boots you'd get if you could steal a sign during a ball game. Well... Gillette's World Series special, Signals, the secret language of baseball, gives you the basis of all the signs used in the major leagues. You get it free with a purchase of a Gillette Super Speed Razor. Paul Richards, manager of the Baltimore Orioles, demonstrates the flash sign, the pump, the combination in fingertip movies. Zip the eight reels under your thumb and see how big leaguers call for the hit away, the suicide squeeze, a curve, or any kind of a pitch. Yet Signals, the secret language of baseball, Free when you buy a Gillette Super Speed Razor. Light, regular, or heavy. Precisely engineered to match your face for luxury shaves you can't get any other way. One dollar buys everything. Razors, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, Travel Case Plus, Signals, the secret language of baseball. Well, we go to the last half of the fifth inning. And it has been a pleasure so far in this World Series working with the young man out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Bob Neal, who will take over for the last four and a half innings. Bob? 
Thank you very much, Earl, and hello, everybody. In the last half of the fifth inning now, the Milwaukee Braves will go against the little left-hander, Bobby Shands. Tom Servant worked four innings, gave up four hits, walked one, struck out one, and is charged with four runs. Bobby Shands was the man who faced Lou Burdett in the second game, and in that game he worked three innings, gave up six hits, walked one, struck out three, and was charged with four runs. So the Braves, with a four-to-one lead, trying to get back even in this the World Series of 1957. Chance who stands all of five foot six and a half, and who weighs about 135 pounds when he's soaking wet, is from Amherst, Pennsylvania. And the first man he's going to face for the Milwaukee Braves will be the pitcher Warren Spahn. Spahn, who bounced out second and first in the third inning, waits now as Chance is set to go. The Yankee outfield has Kubek in left. Mantle in center, Bauer in right, Carey at third, McDougal at short, Coleman at second, Howard at first. Yogi Barra doing the catching, and Bobby Shands ready to work. Warren Spawn, left-hand batters in there. Shands into the windup, and the pitch to Spawn. There's a curveball, strike one. Shands with a good curve. And, of course, with his ability to field his position, he gives the Yankees five infielders. Wind up and the pitch to spawn. Takes a curve, strike two. Over the outside corner, started the batter, then broke over and outside on the corner. And it's two strikes. The wind blowing in from left field. Outfield for the Yankees, pulled around the right. Two strike pitch by the little left-hander. A swing and a miss for strike three. So Bobby Shands comes in and records a strikeout. If you remember, in the second game, Shands disposed of the Braves in order in the first inning. When he got three strikeouts. But then, if you recall, things didn't uh, stay that bright. Garen let off with a triple, a single by Adcock, and a liner started to open the door. The batter now at the top of the order, Red Shane, he's batting from the right side for the first time. Takes a look at a fastball inside for ball one. Score is Milwaukee four, and the New York Yankees one. One out, nobody on. Outfield pulled around to the left. Carey guarding the foul line at third. The delivery comes down. It's a curve for strike. One and one. Shans will depend on his curveball when he's in a tough situation. And from the looks of what we've seen so far, in the first batter he's faced and pitching to Shandy's, it's working today. One one delivery. A curveball popped out in the left field. Going back out there is Gil McDougall. Still moving back, and he's got it. Out number two for the Braves in the last of fifth. Now is Johnny Logan, who bounced out second of first in the first inning, who walked in the fourth to start the big Milwaukee four-run splurge in the fourth, when Logan walked and Matthews doubled and Aaron homered and Torrey homered. So Johnny Logan, who has three hits and 11 times at bat, is up there right-hand batter, and Chance gives him a curve. He pulls down the third baseline, Carey grabs the ball, fair ball, makes the throw, and it's in time for the out. So the fifth inning. The Braves go down in order against Bobby Shands. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. At the end of five, it reads Milwaukee four and the New York Yankees one. You will soon be asked to give to the United Community Campaign where you live. When you give the United Way, your once-a-year contribution covers a multitude of appeals. Your gift is divided up among many worthy causes, including child care, youth services, families in trouble, sick people, health projects, Red Cross services, care for the aged, and defense services like the USO clubs for servicemen and women. Your gift helps to prevent sickness, poverty, and delinquency to make your community and your nation stronger. And giving the United Way saves time, saves money, helps more people, and saves more lives than any other gift. 
your help is desperately needed. So please give generously and give the United Way. Five innings he's worked has given up three hits, has walked one, has not struck out a batter. Go back to left hand batter. Swings and hits a bouncer to the right side, rolling foul. And it's two strikes now. Kubek beat out a bunt in the first inning, bounced out Torrey to spawn in the third. So Kubek now has six hits in 14 times at bat in the series. It's a rather interesting sidelight that Kubek, who hails from Milwaukee, was the big man yesterday for the Yankees. And young Frank Torrey, who hails from Brooklyn, while it is not necessarily the home of the New York Yankees, is close enough for the association that Torrey may turn out to be the big man for the Braves. Pitch by Spawn. Fastball hit down to the third baseman. Eddie Matthews up with the ball. Makes the throw. He's on it first. So Kubek trying to slice that ball by Eddie Matthews at third base is a quick out in the sixth inning. And Hank Bauer is up there. He's bounced out short to first and third to first. Bauer with three hits and 15 times at bat. We are playing in the top of the sixth inning. Warren Spahn with the left arm delivers a fastball. It's outside and low ball one. The outfield for the Braves pulled around the left. Covington in left, Aaron in center, Hazel in right. Matthews on the edge of the grass at third. Spawn with a one-ball delivery. Kicks and delivers, and there's a swing and a sliced foul. Back upstairs, one ball, one strike. That one caught by a lady sitting up in the upper deck, just reached up. And she has herself a souvenir. One ball, one strike. Spawn ready to work. Here's the delivery to Bauer. Foul back. So it's one and two. The sun is overcast at the moment by some rather large fleecy clouds. Andy Pafko is loosening up in the Milwaukee bullpen. Warren Spahn with a double pump and the pitch to Bauer. Swings, hits the ground ball to the left side. Moving in quickly is the shortstop. Logan hurries his throw. He gets it. Close play. Logan does not have the strongest throwing arm in baseball and he reminds me a little of Phil Rizzuto in that he gets the ball away. So he gets Hank Bauer. And the out goes short to first. Johnny Logan and Frank Torrey. So Warren Spahn had retired 11 Yankees when Coleman blooped one out into right field. Then he got a double play to get him out of the jam. Goes right back into the pattern. Braves fans are hoping it sticks. Here's Mickey Mantle batting right. The pitch to him. Foul back. Strike one. Milwaukee Braves, four. The New York Yankees, one. Warren Spahn, the crafty left-hander, delivers the one-strike pitch. Fastball, sliced off, foul, strike two. And the Milwaukee fans are a little happier now than they were in that first inning when the Yankees went off with one. And as Tom Sturdivant started to uh, look very menacing. Here's the two-strike pitch coming to Mickey Mantle. Takes outside, ball one. One ball, two strikes. Outfield for the Braves has Covington deep in left field. Aaron is over in left center. And Hazel in right center with Shane Dean, second baseman, back in the edge of the outfield grass. 
Left side of the infield playing deep. One-two pitch by Spahn to Mantle. He is just outside with a fastball. Trying to hook the corner. Missed it. Two and two. Warren Spahn. Ready with the windup and the 2-2 pitch on the way to Mantle. Checks his swing and takes a curve inside ball three. Three balls, two strikes. So Spahn goes now to a 3-2 count. He had Mantle with a two-strike. Mickey uh, safe on the fielder's choice in the first. Bounce back to Spahn in the third. Here's the payoff pitch to Mantle. Swing and today, Hank Aaron's home run, their biggest kick, I guess, yesterday was when Casey Stegall went to the mound. You know, Casey, Fred Haney, every manager has his own way to settle down a pitcher. One of the best, I would say, is Bertie Tebbets of the Cincinnati Redlegs. You know, we asked Bertie what he tells his pitchers out there on the mound, and here's his specially recorded reply. Well, usually I say something like this. Don't worry about that guy. You're a better pitcher than he is a hitter any day. Give him your best stuff and you'll be all right. I guess that does it, Bertie. Now, let's switch from baseball to shaving. How do you manage that beard of yours? With shaving cream and the Gillette razor, of course. That does it for me. Yes, sir. You get the most in comfortable shaves, in clean, refreshing shaves that make a guy feel great when you use the Gillette Super Speed Razor matched to your face. There are three Gillette Super Speed Razors, light, regular, and heavy. One has the exact blade edge exposure, edge angle, and wait for you. Choose yours. One dollar with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser travel case and wireless supply lasts. Signals the secret language of baseball free. Last half of the sixth inning for the Milwaukee Braves, Eddie Matthews, the third baseman, who picked up his first hit in the World Series in the fourth inning. Eddie was 0 for 9, going up there in the fourth inning with Johnny Logan on first. He drove a double down the right field line. Bobby Shands, the left-hander now, ready to work to him. Delivers a fastball. It's outside ball one to Matthews. Mickey Mantle was Warren Spahn's first strikeout of today's game and Warren's first strikeout of this, the 1957 World Series. Curveball to Matthews outside for ball two. Tom Sturdivant started on the mound for New York. He lasted four innings. Bobby Shands came on to work the fifth, and he retired the Braves in order. Matthews looking down to Connie Ryan. Delivers high inside. Ball three to Matthews. Outfield for the Yankees playing straight away. Andy Carey about two steps off the edge of the infield grass at third base. Coleman deep at second. And backed up at first is Elston Howard. Here's the windup in the 3 nothing pitch to Matthews. Low outside with a turn ball four. So Matthews draws a walk. on balls given up by Yankee pitchers today. The Braves have not in the World Series played so far been late run getters. In the second game, they're scoring it in the fourth inning. Pitch now to Aaron is way outside of the curveball ball line. In the first game, they did not get a run until the seventh inning. And in the third game yesterday. Their last run was in the fifth inning. 
So here is Hank Aaron, who's big home run. A three-run belt in the fourth inning started things going for Milwaukee. Pitch to him is a curve over for a strike, one and one. One ball, one strike. Hank Aaron, number 44. Right-hand batter. Breeze is blowing in from left field towards plate there in the great Milwaukee County Stadium in a shadow, but the sun is shining brightly in the hearts of the Milwaukee fans. 1-1 one, one pitch to Aaron. He swung on, popped to the left side. Aaron coming over near the, or Kerry coming over near the stands. He will not be able to get to it. It's out of play. Aaron was ready to move down there and help push that ball in. He moved down as Kerry moved over, but no chance to get it, and it's one ball, two strikes. Braves have four runs on four hits, no errors. The Yankees, one run, three hits, no errors. Johnny Cooks starts to go to work in the bullpen for New York. Chance with a stretch. Checking the run of the one-two pitch. Is strike three call. Fastball just above the knees on the inside corner. And Karen called out on strike. Strikeout number three for Yankee pitching and the second for Bobby Shands. So there's one out, one on, and Wes Covington, who swings from the left side, who has bounced out second to first, who has been safe on a fielder's choice, who has four hits in 13 times at bat. Outfield straight away, Covington bent at the waist, leans right over that plate, Shans takes the runner at first, delivers to him, swings, and he fouls it back. So it's one strike to Covington. Braves four, the Yankees one. We're playing in the last half of the sixth inning here in Milwaukee's County Stadium. Jam packed to the rafters. In close to third is Carey. The runner, Matthews, leads away from first to check the pitch. It's a strike call with a fastball, strike two. So Shans, who doesn't look big enough to throw hard enough, can pump that ball, and he feeds a fastball right down the middle. Two strikes. No ball, two strikes. One up, one on. Shands looking into Yogi Berra. Has the sign. Takes the stretch. Looks to first. Howard holds against the runner. The pitch comes down. A curveball. Swings and he misses. Popped out of Berra's mitt for a moment, but Yogi recovered. And so Bobby continues to leave that magic spell with the curveball and fastball. He's got three strikeouts. And he's working that cunning on the Braves. Here's Frank Torrey, who hit a home run in the fourth inning. He bounced out second or first, his first time up. Torrey takes a look now. His chance comes with a curve. He swings on it and misses. Strike one. Tom Sturdivant was the starter for New York. Lasted four innings. Bobby Shands coming on in the fifth. Andy Pasco coming out on deck for Bob Hazel. So it may be that Fred Haney, as he looks out and watches Torrey take a two-strike count, may have decided with the left-hander Shans working so effectively that he will substitute Pasco and perhaps get a better defensive outfielder. Curveball is foul back, and it's a two-strike count. Danny Cooks is throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Big, strong, side-arming right-hander. Goes side-arm, three-quarters. Two-strike pitch is just outside. One ball, two strikes now. Victoria, fastball, just missed. 
So Eddie Matthews, who walked to open this last draft of the sixth inning, stands out there as Aaron and Cuddington go down on strikes. And Torrey waits up there. Shands with the stretch and the pitch. And it's foul back as he again tried to get a curveball. That was fouled off just below it. One lady reaching out. Tried to get it, but didn't. Shands, out there with the new ball, looks into Barra, takes his stretch, Matthews leads away. Here's the one-two delivery, swung on, popped up, back of the mound, coming in is Jerry Coleman, and moving over is Austin Howard, he grabs it, Chance was going to take it himself. The out goes to the first baseman, Elston Howard, no runs, no hits, no errors, and one man left on. At the end of six innings, the score is Milwaukee four and the New York Yankees one. For the Milwaukee Braves, Andy Pasco goes to right field. And he will bat in the spot vacated by Bob Hazel. Number seven. All right, Yogi Barra, top of the seventh inning, and the pitch by Spawn to him. A strike, fastball. Over the outside corner at the belt. Matthews in close at third. Spawn ready to wind up. Pitch on the way. Swings on a curve, and strike two. Now that one out of Joe Crandall's mitt. Right side of the infield for Milwaukee. Backed up Shane Deans on the edge of the outfield grass. Torrey back there with him. Two-strike pitch. Barrett looks at a fastball on outside. One ball, two strikes. Umpire Augie Donatelli working the play today. Leans right over that catcher's shoulder. Crouches down as the one-two pitch comes down to the swings the ball, hit the right side, hit by on the right field base hit. So Yogi hits one between the second baseman and the first baseman in the right field. That is Yogi's uh, third hit of the series. And Gil McDougall will be the batter. Yogi has to ask the umpire at first base to call time. Umpire Joe Paparella. Ernie Johnson again is up and throwing in the Milwaukee bullpen. So Warren Spahn, who has given up only two hits, one a looping single in the fifth and one a single here since the first inning. Pitching now to Gil McDougall. Gil has one of the hits off of him. Pitch to Gil is fastball, low and inside, ball one. Warren Spahn working with a four-to-one lead. Hits are even. McDougall taking a look down to the third-base coach. Frankie Corsetti, Barra leading away. The pitch to McDougall, swung on. And Barra, who's taken a pretty good uh, lead away from first, had to go hustling back. May have been that the Yankees uh, may have been trying to put on the hit and run, figuring that Logan would be covering second if Barra comes down, or with McDougall, the right-hand batter up there, and thus find the spot vacated. Pitch to him is a fastball inside. Two balls, one strike. Again, Corsetti takes a look into the dugout to see what Casey Stengel wants. And now he goes through the wigwag. McDougall stands uh, up in the front part of the batter's box, waiting now as Bond delivers the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, hit out in the right field deep. Going back is Andy Pasco, backing near the fence. He's under it. So Gil McDougall, swinging on that screwball, breaking away from him, hits it out in the right field, and Pasco out there grabs it for out number one. Yogi Barra hustles back to first. 
three in the seventh inning. Braves leading 4-1, and Nelson Howard is up there now. He's been on the field of his choice, bounced out short to first. Pitch to him. Swings, tries to hit out into right field, fouls it off. Howard, who has two hits in seven times at bat. Right-hand batter, deep in the box, closed stance, has that left foot up close to the plate. Holds the bat right on the end. He has good power. Outfield around the left. The look by Spawn, the pitch is too low. One ball, one strike. Johnson continues to pump in the Milwaukee bullpen. And the breeze continues to blow out of left field. And the sun is obscured by the clouds. The next pitch is swung on slight foul upstairs. So it is one ball, two strikes now to Elston Howard.
Milwaukee four, Yankees one in the last half of the seventh inning. The pitch by Shands is over the outside corner for a strike. And a lot of activity now in the Yankee bullpen. As Tommy Byrne gets up and starts to throw for the first time in the series. And a right-hander working alongside of him. 1-1 pitch is a pop-up hit to the right side. Moving back to deep at first is Elton Howard. He has it for out number two. Johnny Cook and Tommy Byrne are throwing for New York in the bullpen. Four game totals now on the attendance for the first four games of the World Series. 226,286. So Warren Spahn gets the warm reception that any pitcher would receive who has been able to pitch the way Warren has today. He is 0 for 2. Swings on a curve, misses for a strike. Warren has bounced out second at first. He struck out of the fifth inning. Got fielded straight away. Jerry Coleman is deep at second. Andy Carey at third, guarding that foul line as Shands comes down with a strike pitch. A swing and a miss, strike two. So Bobby, who uh, works that curve whenever he feels the need, sprinkles that fastball in there when he feels that uh, he'd like to fool somebody. So the two-strike pitch is the big curve and it's outside. One ball, two strikes. Warren Spahn, the batter. There's a fastball, a slight foul, and the count remains. One ball, two strikes. Braves hanging on to a four-to-one lead. Four runs, four hits, no errors for Milwaukee. One run, four hits, no errors for New York. Bobby Shands looks to Barra. The wind-up and the one-two pitch. Curveball, strike three. Held by Yogi Barra. Now they're checking with the third base umpire, and he says no. It was fouled, and Barra did not make a clean grab of it. He probably played it off his chest protector. So it shows you that umpires also have signs. The umpire working back at the plate sometime has his view obscured by the fact that the catcher comes up. And by looking down at the third base umpire or the first base umpire who are looking in, they have certain signs, and then he knows in order to make the right call, exactly what to call it. So it is not a strike three, and it's one ball, two strikes. One ball, two strikes. And Chan's ready now, delivers, and there's strike three, so it was delayed one pitch. Warren Spahn, called out on strikes, and that is number four for Bobby Chan. And at the end of seven full innings to play, the score Milwaukee four, New York Yankees one. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp and listen, mister, how are you fixed for ladies? That lady, how are you fixed for ladies? You better check. Make sure you have enough for the worn-out make you save and light up. How are you fixed for ladies? Your last Friday, We're ready now to move into the top of the eighth inning. And uh, while we do so, let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. Save your money, save your money, save your money, save it, honey, save it for that rainy day. Open an account with any amount at Schenectady Savings Bank today. Yes, bonus dividend days at Schenectady Savings Bank. Money deposited by October 14th earns three and a quarter percent dividend from October 1st. WGY, WGFN, Schenectady. 
rock-bottom prices on Goodyear tires as low as thirteen thirty-five. Get Goodyear's from Albert E. Oliver in Albany, your Goodyear dealer. Jerry Coleman and possibly Bobby Shands. The Yankee manager, Casey Stengel, has Johnny Cooks and Tommy Byrne working in the bullpen. Warren Spawn, ready to work, delivers now to carry, shortens up to bunt, takes the strike. Jerry has climbed to right field, has bounced out short to first. Spawn has given up only four hits. He's ready, the one-strike pitch to carry. Slight foul going up in the sands. Back of the plate, and it bounces into the mezzanine. So it's a two-strike count. Outfield for Milwaukee has pulled around the left. They've split in right center, and Shandon has backed up at second to plug that hole. The two-strike pitch now by Spawn is inside, too close, one ball, two strikes. Milwaukee with Covington in left, Aaron in center, Pasco in right. As Spawn is ready with the one-two delivery. There's a swing and a foul. Carey went jumping at that screwball. He fouled it off the leg of Dale Crandall. Logan is deep at short. Shane Deans is deep at second. The windup and the pitch on the way. Swung on, line drive. Hit deep in the left center field. It may be in there for a base hit. It is by Hank Aaron going all the way to the fence. There's Carey digging for two. The ball picked up by Covington, thrown into the shortstop. And on second with a double is Andy Carey. So Warren Spahn, who has been able to keep the Yankee bats fairly quiet, finds a loud boom in the eighth inning as Carey lines a double all the way out to the wall in left center field. And off Warren Spahn, it's hit number five. That's the first extra base hit for the Yankees. And it brings up Jerry Coleman. Eddie Matthews, the third baseman, moves in on the edge of the infield grass. Carey leading away. Outfield pull to the left. The pitch to Coleman. A swing and a miss. Carey was trying to hit the right field on that fastball high and outside. Ernie Johnson again pumps. He's been throwing through most of the afternoon. Started in the first inning. Sat down in the second and third and fourth. Then got back up in the fifth. Carey leads away. Spawn checks the runner and delivers. There's a swing and a ground ball to the left side. Logan looks the runner back. Throws to first. He's out. Nice play by Johnny Logan. The ball took a good hop to him. He picked it up, looked carry back to second, threw over to Torrey at first for the out. There's one away. Yankee runner at second, and two up now is Bobby Shans. And Casey might go with Shans since he's a pretty good rapper. Or he may go with somebody else. He's got the option because he's got two pitches working in the bullpen. And now again, Augie Donatelli. Walks over to ask Casey Stengel to come up with somebody. Bobby Richardson making the run out to the bullpen for the Yankees. And they're making the wave to the bullpen for somebody to come in and swing. So the action for the moment is slightly subdued as we wait to see just who Casey Stengel will bring from the bullpen. Jerry Lumpy, the third baseman, who played shortstop in the Yankee farm system, who's a left-hand batter. And again, Casey Stengel goes against the book as he brings in a left-hand batter against the left-hand pitcher, Warren Spahn. Lumpy, however, during the final weeks of the American League campaign, proved that he was a rather adequate hitter against left-handers, and in many cases was inserted into a lineup where the Yankees were facing a left-handed pitcher. Lumpy in two games, has two hits in six times at bat. 
Go on and spawn. Keeps loose by throwing to his catcher, Dell Crandall. Lumpy, just a lad, is from Warsaw, Missouri. Born June the 2nd in 
Bond ready. Delivers now. There's a swing. A down ball hit down to Logan. Goes to Shady for one. The throw to first. And it's a double play. Swings it away for him. The left field is a big hit. Runs all the way out to the 
holds it second. He makes it up his right line and holds up. The red changes. Looks to double. And the left field. Johnny Kubek is able to run that ball down and knock it down. And it shows the experience of a veteran like Shazy. He did not commit himself to even making a move to third until he saw where the throw was coming. And then made a sort of a bluff like he might go to third. That's Shazy's first extra base hit of the World Series. Now has five hits in 17 times at bat. Johnny Logan, he started things off for Milwaukee in the fourth inning with a base on balls. 0 for 2. Cook's ready. Delivers to him. He takes high. Straighten up as if he was going to bunt. And look for a moment like the ball might have tipped off his bat. But he pulled it out of there, and it's one ball. That field shaded around to the left. In left field is Kubek. In left center is Mickey Mantle. In right field is Hank Bauer as... The young right-hander, Johnny Cooks, delivers. Now, there's a bundle along the third baseline foul. One ball, one strike. Braves have picked up their fifth hit. They got four off starter Tom Sturdivant. They have picked off their fifth hit here against Johnny Cooks and against Bobby Shands, who are not able to get a base hit. Chance faced only ten men, walked one, and struck out four. Logan, a right-hand batter, looks to the right-hander, looks into Yogi Berra. Shane Deans leads away from second. And the throw is to second on a pivot play, and back safely. Where the Yankees worked that out, and I presume most pitches do, they count and then make the throw. Here's the 1-1 delivery, and is a... Strike as Logan pulled the bat away on a curveball that just cut the corner. One ball, two strikes. The pickoff by the pitcher usually counts 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, then turns and makes the throw. Tommy Byrne is back up and throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Shane leads away from second. Nobody out. Last the eighth, the pitch, and he sweeps and he misses for strike three. Trying to reach out to get a piece of that curveball, and he missed it. And so Johnny Logan becomes the strikeout victim. And Johnny Cook holds his first strikeout. That's the sixth member of the Braves who's gone down swinging. Eddie Matthews up there got his first World Series hit in the fourth inning, a double. He walked in the sixth inning. He bounced out short to first in the first. Left-hand batter. Outfield deep in all fields for the Yankees. And Gary Coleman, the second baseman, has moved out in short right field. Pitched Eddie, a fastball. High and outside. Ball one. They move Coleman back out on the outfield grass in right field so that he can range a little farther since Matthews pulled that ball. Elston Howard, the first baseman, backed up along the line. Shane Deans leads away from second. The look by Johnny Cooks. The one ball pitch to Matthews. Swings and hits a fly ball into left field. Kubek settles under this one, waits for it, and he takes it for out number two. So in the last half of the eighth inning, two outs for the Braves. Runner at second. And the batter now is Henry Aaron. So it moved over by the foul line to back up the third baseman in case the ball should be dropped. Turned to near as Casey Stengel popped his head out of the dugout back up third to shout something to Johnny and how he apparently should pitch to Aaron. Or he may have said, do you want to pitch to him, pitch to Covington? Or put him on. At least we're guessing. Here's the pitch now coming to Aaron and he looks at a curveball that sweeps on outside for ball one. 
Outfield straight away. Red changing. The runner at second with a big lead. Cooks is ready, delivers a curveball that Aaron holds up on and takes ball two. He started to go, held up on his swing. Cooks came in. Take a look to Yogi Berra. Hank Aaron, who slapped a three-run home run in the fourth inning on a changeup thrown by Tom Sturdivant, stands in there, bends at the waist. There's a changeup that's over for a strike. And I would imagine that some of the 45,804 sitting here that paid were thinking back to the fourth inning when Aaron straightened that changeup out. All right, Cook's ready to go. Looks back to second. Delivers on the 2-1 to Aaron. Looks at a sweeping curveball outside. Ball three, strike one. Braves four, Yankees one. Last half of the eighth inning. Just with his sign, stretches, looks back to Shaney. 3-1 delivery. A check swing and ball four. So Henry Aaron is on with a base on balls given up by Cooks. And that is base on balls number one from Cooks. And gave up one. And Sturdivant gave up one. And here comes the little professor, Casey Casey with his jacket on, taking his stroll to the mound. Barrett's out there talking to Cooks. With Wes Covington coming up there. Casey is just chatting now as Barra and Cook look over to him. Umpire Jocko Conlon has moved back to the mound at second, and Augie Donatelli is waiting to see whether the Yankee manager is going to make the change or not. Conlon now has moved right into the group. And they are going to make the change. It may be that. Casey is bringing in Tommy Byrne. He's coming in from the outfield. Rather a slow, delivered walk. Looks like Tom. He's got his left arm uh, in his jacket. So Johnny Cooks came on. To work two-thirds of an inning. In which he has given up one hit, one walk, has struck out one. And gives way now to Tommy Byrne. So Tommy Byrne, the left-hander, who will be making his first appearance in the World Series of 1957, starts to move closer to the mound. Tommy uh, has had a long and interesting career in baseball, starting back in 1944 and 45, when he was on the Yankee roster, 43 with New York. 44-45 military service. He's been with the St. Louis Browns. He's been with Chicago, with Washington, with Seattle. And here goes Casey. Burn in the 1949 World Series. Worked one game. Worked three and a third innings. Had no one-loss record. In 1955, he worked in two games. Worked 14 and a third innings. One one and lost one. Little Casey took a little bow. Threw them all a kiss just before descending into the confines of his dugout. Yankee Skipper has a great sense of humor. 1956, Tommy Byrne worked one-third of an inning in one game in which he gave up one hit, one run, and had one strikeout. So, Tom Byrne, who was born in Baltimore, 
and who has a record in baseball that he'd rather forget for the most hit batsman, which was four in a game back in 1950, actually found himself in the year he's been out in Seattle. So he no longer throws that blazing fastball, but he has wonderful control. And he's up there now to pick to West Covington, who is looking for his first hit today. Milwaukee Braves with runners in second and first. Red Shaney's at second. Hank Aaron on at first. And the batter, Covington, with the Braves leading 4-1. 4-1 for Milwaukee. Burn, a rather deliberate worker. Sort of glances around now to see where everybody is. Set to go. First pitch. Curveball. Strike. Tommy now lives in Wake Forest. And he stands 6'1", 193-pounder. Covington, who perhaps was a little surprised at the big sweep of that curve, steps out. He's back in. Left-hand batter standing deep in the box. Bent way over at the waist. Holds the bat right on the end. Burn ready. Delivers to him. A curve for strike two. Two out and two on. Pitching to Covington, left-hand batter. Two strikes. Next pitch is too low. One ball, two strikes. Fans uh, for Milwaukee are a little quiet. And with the Braves hanging on to a 4-1 lead, having come up with three double plays to snuff out Yankee rallies, there's a fastball missing outside. Two balls, two strikes. No last half of the eighth inning. Two men on, two men out for Milwaukee and Covington. Taking the spotlight as he steps out and steps back in. On deck is Frank Torrey. Burn looking into Yogi Berra. Stretches and checks the runners. Two-two pitch. Curve strike three. Oh, Covington looked at three pretty good curveballs. Burn pitches one-third of an inning. And in the eighth inning for Milwaukee, they have no runs. They had one hit, no errors, and two men left on. At the end of the eighth inning, the score, Milwaukee 4, New York Yankees 1. Do you, do you want, do you really want a decent shave? Do you really want a decent shave? Then shave the shave With the blade and the razor by the Pause 30 seconds for station identification. They call me Saratoga, the girl from the business spring. My vision is the best in taste. The mixer with that extra thing. Look for the yellow label. Insist on the genuine thing. Cause only Saratoga visit comes from the deep got vision spring. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Hello, this is your Uncle Charles, the WGY Chanticleer, inviting you to be with me each morning over WGY from 6-5 until 7 a.m. And the Braves' fans are not moving. The Milwaukee Braves lead 4-1, to one, and this is the fourth game of the World Series. Hank Bauer leading off. Warren Spahn, the left-hander, is ready and delivers now to Bauer. Fastball outside, ball one. Ernie Johnson, who's been throwing through most of the afternoon in the bullpen, continues to throw out there. Outfield for Milwaukee, pulled around the left. Here's Spawn with a one-ball pitch. Comes down and swung on, slice foul upstairs. Off to the right, and it's one ball, one strike. 
Lawrence Bond, for whom so many words have been written and said. Pitching now to Hank Bauer. 1-1 one, one delivery is high and outside, ball two. Two balls, one strike. Eddie Matthews playing one step off the grass at third base. Johnny Logan deep at short. Shane Dean's back up at second. And the outfield shaded to the left with Covington deep in left field. Two balls, one strike. Spawn with the windup and the high kick and the delivery is swung on. Fly ball hit the center field and shallow center field. Coming in is Hank Aaron. And he's under it and he takes it round number one. So Bauer is out number one in the ninth inning. And the batter now is Mickey Mantle. Braves leading 4-1. And should this game end up with the Braves on the top of the score... And with Bauer not getting another chance to bat, it would break his consecutive streak of base hits. Mantle batting from the right side, looks at a fastball outside. Warren Spahn, ball one. Mickey struck out his last time up, bounced back to Spahn in the third, was safe on a fielder's choice in the first. Spahn with that big windup and the pitch on the way. Mantle looks at a fastball over the inside corner, strike one. One ball, one strike, one out, top of the ninth, and the pitch by Spawn is swung on, hit down into right field, curving over in the stands, will be out of play. So it's one ball, two strikes now to Mickey Mantle, as Warren Spawn two outs away from a victory, continues to show all of the class, all of the heart, and all of the know-how that he has accumulated over these many years. The wind-up, one-two pitch to Mantle. Swing down, foul pitch is dropped by the catcher. Ball goes back out. New ball to Spawn. That one scuffed up in riding off the dirt. As the ball players refer to it as a sand blaster. Here's the one-two pitch now by Spawn to Mantle. Takes outside. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Outfield for Milwaukee is deep in all fields. Covington back near the edge of the track in left. Aaron in left center. Here's the windup. 2-2 delivery. Mantle swings a bouncer to Johnny Logan. He'll have to hurry and throw. He shoots it across. He's out. Two out of the top of the ninth inning. And up now is Yogi Barra. And unless you're an expert, you may have missed some of the interesting fine points of today's game. So stay tuned after the last out and hear Bill Corum, noted sports columnist, when he reviews the game and points up the day's play. Two out in the top of the ninth inning. Milwaukee Braves four, the New York Yankees one. Yogi Barra standing between Warren Spawn and the victory. The wind-up by the left-hander, the pitch to Barra. Grounder hit out to the right side, a base hit. And so Barra's on. And for the second time in consecutive times at bat, Yogi Barra's hit that ball sharply between the second baseman and the first baseman in the right field. And for the Yankees... They now have a runner at first base, and Gil McDougall is up there. McDougal had a base hit his first time up. He bounced out short to first in the fourth inning, fly to right field in the seventh. Yankees have seven hits off Warren Spahn. There's a swing and a ground ball down the third baseline. Curving foul. Fielded by Eddie Matthews. One strike to Gil McDougal. Ernie Johnson who, if nothing else, has worked almost a full game in the bullpen, continues to toss. Two out, one on. Braves four, Yankees one. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Yogi Barra, the base runner. 
Eddie Matthews flying two steps off the edge of the grass at third. Spawn checks the runner, delivers. There's a line drive. Hit out over the air. Red Yankees into right center field. Papco charging the ball. Holes Barra at second. And the Yankees now have runners at second and first, two out. And the batter is Elston Howard. That is hit number eight for New York. And the pressure continues to mount. Fred Haney, the manager of the Milwaukee Braves, popping out of his dugout. To have a visit now with his veteran left-hander. Feeling maybe that Haney may want to ask Warren if he's getting a little tired. And Warren is nodding his head to the question, whatever it may be. Haney uh, has a chance and confidence that Warren Spahn is going to do the job. Back to his dugout as Elston Howard, a right-hand batter, steps up there. So the Yankees have runners at second and first. A four-to-one ball game. Milwaukee leading in the ninth inning with two out. Spawn ready. Deals to Elston Howard. Too low. A fastball. Ball one. The Yankees threatening here in the ninth. Matthews backed up at third. Bond ready. Delivers, and there's a fastball. It's too low. Ball two. Two or nothing. On deck for New York is Andy Carey. Two balls. No strikes. Warren Spawn running into a snag in his carefully laid plans as he finds himself now with Yankees at second and first. A two-ball count to Elston Howard, who looks down to Crosetti. The two-ball pitch comes down. He swings at it. And Crosetti had given Howard the green light with a two-ball count up there, figuring that Spawn would come down with a good one. So it's two balls and one strike. Howard with that very close stance, deep in that right-hand batter's box. The outfield pulled around the left. Barrow with a big leap from second. Spawn with a 2-1 pitch. Gets a fastball inside and low ball three. So it's three balls and one strike. And now Elston Howard looks down to Crosetti to see whether he's to take one or whether on the 3-1 pitch he's to swing away. Bill McDougall at first base, Barra at second. Two out in the top of the ninth, and Milwaukee four, New York one. The pitch is strike two with a fastball over the inside corner. So the Yankees had given Elston Howard the take time, and he's out there now with a 3 2 count. All of the attention of some 90,000 eyes will be focused now on Warren Spahn as he comes down with a 3-2 pitch. There's a swing and a long drive in the left field. That ball is going for a home run. So this ball game is all tied up. There's Elson Howard on a 3-2 pitch. It's a home run into the left field seats out there. So it's all tied up. Four and four. among the Milwaukee fans as Warren Spawn was within one out of putting the Braves even in the series. Now it's all tied up and Andy Carey is up there. Takes a fastball high and inside ball one. Four and four. And the pitch comes down. Strike call. One and one. 
Here's the wind up and the one-one pitch. Outside and away for ball two. Two balls, one strike. Andy Carey now comes over to have a little visit with Jerry Coleman. Coleman on the on deck circle. So in the top of the ninth inning, this ball game is all tied up. And the 2-1 pitch now is swung on a drive hit deep in the right center field. Lots of room, however, for Andy Pasco to drift over under it and has it. So in the ninth inning, the Yankees come roaring back and they tie it up with three runs on three hits. There were no errors and nobody left on. At the end of eight and a half innings of play with the Milwaukee Braves coming to bat in the last half of the ninth, the score is New York 4 and Milwaukee 4. Winning. The Milwaukee Braves will send up Schedule to send up Torrey, but I believe Joe Adcock, the right-hand batter, is going to come up to hit for him. Almost unbelievable in the ninth inning. The Yankees trailing by three runs. After two are out, Farrah singling, McDougal singling, and then a home run by Elton Howard, putting the Yankees right back in the ballgame. So Joe Adcock is coming out to bat for the first baseman, Frank Torrey. Adcock has been in three of the games. He's had two hits and 11 times at bat. He has one run batted in, and his batting average is 182. He struck out twice. So Tommy Byrne has a visit just briefly with Andy Carey. Last half of the ninth inning. Cock, a right-hand batter, stands deep in the box, powerfully built. Tommy Byrne juggles that ball from his glove to his pitching hand, the outfield deep for the Yankees, and all fields the wind up by Byrne, pitch to Adcock, a curveball, smashes it a one-hopper to McDougal, makes the throw over to Elston Howard, he's out. One away in the last half of the ninth inning. And Andy Pasco is the batter. had one at bat in the sixth inning or in the seventh inning but he bounced out third to first right hand batter pitch by burn to him a curve in the dirt ball one Yankees have four runs nine hits no errors Milwaukee four runs on five hits and no errors one ball the count is Tommy Byrne is ready and delivers to Papco who looks at a curve over the outside corner for strike one and one Left-hander pops that ball from his glove to his hand in the 1-1 pitch. Pasco swings, hits the bouncer to carry, big hop. Fires across, and in time for the out, number two. Two out in the last half of the ninth inning. And Dell Crandall, the catcher, is up there. Crandall is looking for his first hit of the day. He has popped to the second baseman. He's bounced one back to the mound. And he's popped up to the first baseman. Burn, winds, and delivers. Crandall takes a curveball, strike one. The outfield pulled way around to the left. Next pitch by Burn, a curve that hangs outside. One ball, one strike. 
to wind up now. One one pitch. It's swung on. Here's a drive. Over the center field. McNeil is going back. The wind may hold it up. He's back near the fence and he grabs it right in front of the fence. So Del Crandall made a bit to end it, but grabbed by Mantle. And in the ninth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on at the end of nine innings. It's a tied-up ball game. Milwaukee four and the New York Yankees four. Very exciting ball game here this afternoon as the Yankees came from behind in the top half of the ninth inning after Spani had set down the first two hitters, Hank Bauer and Mickey Mantle. Bauer flying out to center field and Mantle uh, tossed up with a shortstop, Johnny Logan. Barra single to right, McDougal single to right, and then Elston Howard on a 3-2 pitch hit one of the left field bleachers that tied this ball game at 4-4. Four four. So in the top half of the 10th with the Yankees second baseman. Jerry Coleman leading off. Joe Adcock is in his first base now. He batted for Frank Torrey in the last half of the ninth inning. Joe Adcock at first base. Warren Spahn, who has gone the distance, starts into the rocking motion, and the pitch on the way. Here is a swing and a ground ball to the shortstop, Johnny Logan, over the first base. He is out, and that's one away. Jerry Coleman, who had one hit in three trips, is tossed out by Johnny Logan. Tommy Byrne is scheduled a hit. So let's see what Casey Stengel's going to do now. It is going to be Tommy Byrne. Last ditch rally by these American League champion New York Yankees. And the big hero so far, first baseman Elston Howard, who hit a 3-2 pitch over the left field fence with two on base. Tommy Byrne, a left-handed batter. Up for the first time this afternoon. As these Yankees are battling now to take a 3-1 lead in games played, Braves out to try to even up that series at 2-2. Byrne, left-handed batter, spawn the southpaw, kicks up his leg, delivers. Here's a spike of beauty to swipe down the alley. Spike one count. Playing in the top of the 10th inning, score tied 4-4. The Yankees have out-hit the Braves, 9-5. Curve, a swing and a miss, and it's quick two on Tommy Byrne. Fleet off man, plus dealer Tony Kubek on deck. Spike two count. Tension mounts here at Milwaukee County Stadium. As we witness the first extra inning ball game of the series. Spawn has a sign from Crandall. The pitch on the way, a swing on a miss, and a bad pitch in the dirt. Scooped up by Crandall, who tags the hitter. And that's two away. That strikeout is number two for Warren Spahn. Byrne was fooled completely on a low-breaking curveball. Now here is the leadoff man, Yankee left fielder Tony Kubek, who bunted for a base hit in the first inning. Since that time, he's been tossed out by the first baseman to the pitcher covering in the third. Thrown out by Matthews and grounded into a double play. A ball is high. The Braves infield today has clicked off three very important double plays. Ball one and no strikes on Tony Kubek, the left-handed batter. A swing and a foul is just the screen, and the count is even up at ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one count. Two outs, nobody on base, tenth inning. Left-hander against left-hander now. Warren Spahn against Tommy Byrne. A swing and a pop foul on the third base side. Crandall over towards the temporary box seats. Cannot make the play, and it's one and two. Additional box seats were added out here for the World Series along the first base and the third base side. A ball one and a strike two count on Tony Kubek with two outs and nobody on base. On deck, it's right fielder Hank Bauer. 
The Braves outfield playing straight away for Kubek. The left-handed batter standing deep, a slightly close stance, a swing and gravel over the mound. Second baseman charging fast, scoops and cannot make the play. Sainz came up with that ball, but he couldn't make the throw, and there is an infield hit for Tony Kubek. And that is hit number 10 off Warren Spahn. Puts the lead run on first base with two outs. up the right fielder, Hank Bauer, who today has gone hitless in four times at bat. He has grounded out three times and fly to center field. Right-handed batter. Spawn kicks up the leg, delivers, and the fastball is high outside. That's ball one. Ball one and no strikes. Kubek, a fast runner, leads off first base with two outs. Spawn throws the first, and back goes Tony Kubek. Ball one, no strike count. Spawn stretches, delivers, and Bauer swings and drives. He's left center field, going back as Henry Aaron all the way to the wall for this one. It's off the fence. Here is the lead run scoring now as Aaron Bobbles, the ball picks it up, fires into the infield. Only going to third base, and he goes in sliding at third. Hank Bauer booms a triple. To deep left center field, and the Yankees, for the second inning in a row, have managed to come up with some very clutch hits with two outs and nobody on base. As they break the four to four tie, they take a five to four lead. All the action after two outs and nobody on base. Mickey Mantle with a runner at third base and two outs, a swing and a miss by Mantle. That's strike one. Mantle has no hits in four times at bat. Hank Bauer coming up with his first base hit. And he now has hit safely in his last 11 World Series games. A pitch is low and it's even up at one and one. Bauer hit safely in all seven games last year against the Brooklyn Dodgers in the first four games of this series against the Milwaukee Braves. Hank on third base with two outs, one run across the plate, top of the tenth inning. The pitch on the way, Mantle swings, it's a fly ball to right. Andy Pasco drifting around to his left now, getting under this ball. He makes the catch and then retires the side. In the tenth, one run on two hits. There were no errors, and one man was left on base. The score at the end of nine and a half innings, the Yankees five, Milwaukee four. Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there was some sign stealing in that Yankee uprising in the top half of the tenth inning. Well, that's no crime in baseball. In fact, you get a bigger bang out of every game trying to catch the signs. And now you can get the bases for all signs with signals the secret language of baseball. Yours free with purchase of a Gillette Razor. Here are eight separate reels taken from actual movies demonstrating baseball's offensive and defensive signs and signals. Riffle them with your thumb and the fingertip movies of Paul Richards bring to life. First, he demonstrates showing you the pump sign, the combination, the flash. See how they call for the pitch out, the cutoff. To get your copy of the secret language of baseball, just buy the Gillette Super Speed Razor, light, regular, or heavy. One is matched to your face for clean shaves that stay clean and immaculate hour after hour. A real buy for a dollar. Gillette Super Speed Razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, Travel Case, and Free Signals, the secret language of baseball. Joe Collins is in at first place now, replacing Elston Howard. 
Joe Collins, a fine defensive first baseman. Now, Nippy Jones, a utility first baseman, is going to bat for Warren Spahn in the last half of the tenth inning. Milwaukee needs one to tie and two to pull this game out of the fire. Yankees lead five to four. It'll be Nippy Jones, Red Shandings, and Johnny Logan, the first three men to face the left-hander Tommy Byrne. Jones, a right-handed batter. The outfield is playing around towards left field. Burns first pitch. The curve is way inside. And Jones is trying to claim he was hit on the foot. Nippy Jones is claiming that he was hit on the foot. And he is getting first place. Jones picked up the baseball and showed it to Augie Donatelli, the home plate umpire. He was hit on the top of the left foot. And the tying run goes to first base with nobody out of the last half of the tenth inning. The batter is Red Shandy. Yogi Berra now arguing with Donatelli. Red Shandy, who has one hit in four times of bat, a double the left center, the only eighth inning off Johnny Crooks. Tommy Byrne is the fourth pitcher used by Casey Single. Tom's been in there since the eighth inning.
Now, Carl Sawatsky has moved in from the Braves bullpen and into the dugout. Felix Mantia is in running for Nippy Jones. Felix Mantia, utility shortstop, who did a very fine job this year, playing both short and second base for manager Fred Haney. And a boy who possesses good speed is on first base, running for Jones. Bob Grimm taking his warm-up throws. Comes in with a man-sized assignment here. And Milwaukee has the tying run at first place with nobody out. Last half of the tenth inning, the Yankees leading five to four. Red Sandy, who has proved to be a great clutch ball player for the Braves. Just about finished with a warm-up throws, and here is Shaney, now stepping in the batter's box. Red Shaney, one hit, four times at bat. Felix Massey on first base with nobody out. Bob Grimm blowing on his pitching hand, standing back off the rubber, reaches down for the rosin sack. The third baseman, Andy Carey, is playing on the edge of the infield grass. To the stretch goes Bob Grimm. Runner off first base. Rest going to bunt. Here's the pitch. He bunts one down the first base line. It is a fair ball picked up by the first baseman. Close to Coleman coming at first base and he's out. Sacrifice for Rex Davies. A high chopper. Down the first baseman, Joe Collins. We now pause for space and identification. This is WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Milwaukee has the tying run on second base in scoring position. One man is out. Shortstop Johnny Logan with a chance now to bring that runner across the plate. And Johnny has no hits in three trips. He has walked once. Struck out. And has grounded out twice. Casey Stengel has called the time. The manager of the Yankees out talking with umpire Augie Donatelli. Donatelli and Donatelli is calling Mickey Mantle in from center field a right-handed batter Johnny Logan a pull hitter and the Yankees look like they're going to shift their outfield a little bit as Mantle probably is coming in for sunglasses as left field here and Milwaukee County Stadium is the sunfield and Tony Kubek who has played left field today, is now moving over to center field. Mickey Mantle is switching around to left. And he is in the Yankee dugout, picking out some sunglasses. Nope, we're going to get... Country Slaughter is moving in the left. Mantle is out of the Yankee lineup. Slaughter running out to left field. 41-year-old veteran outfielder who's been many years in the National League with the St. Louis Cardinals. So there is the change for New York. Ian Slaughter is in left field. Kubek replaces Mickey Mantle in center field. The tying run is on second base. One man is out in the last half of the tenth inning. The Yankees lead the Braves 5-4 in this fourth game of the series. Into the stretch goes Bob Grimm. Looks back over the right shoulder, checks the runner, delivers, and the pitch is high outside. A slider, and it's ball one and no strikes. Ball 
Ball one, no strikes on shortstop Johnny Logan. On deck is third baseman Eddie Matthews. Grimm is ready. Delivers, and a curve as well. That's ball two, two and nothing. Ball two, no strikes. Shortstop Johnny Logan. With Felix Mantilla on second base and one out. Extra innings. Yankees lead 5 to 4 in the 10th inning. Bob Grimm checks with Yogi Berra. Up on the rubber, goes into the stretch, arms down. The 2 0 pitch. They swing and a line drive to left field on that line. This is out there. Here comes the tie run scoring as the ball gets away from Slaughter. Rounding second base is Johnny Logan. He's going to tie for third. Now he is going back into second base.
Self-styling spray. Adorn is different. You spray Adorn before you comb, not after. Then you style as you comb. Fashion a smart, finished hairstyle yourself. And the hairstyle you comb in, Adorn keeps in. If your hair gets mussed up, you can freshen up without respraying. A damp comb renews Adorn's self-styling action. Proof that Adorn holds twice as long as ordinary sprays. And Adorn works invisibly. Can't flake, can't dull. Try Adorn, the first self-styling hairspray. You'll adore Adorn. Adorn Hairspray by Tony. There was a finish for a ball game. Any ball game, but particularly in a World Series here in Milwaukee. After yesterday's horror, and now this tremendous finish and ball game that's sending 45,000 plus people out of here, dancing with joy and screaming at the thrills that they had here. The heartbreak first, and then... The great bounce back, which was hope deferred on Eddie Matthews' home run. And incidentally, this is not only Milwaukee's first series, but all the Milwaukee boys in it, the Wisconsin products, are turning out to be heroes. Yesterday it was Kubek who lives here in Milwaukee. Today, Johnny Logan, who makes his winter home here, drove in the tying run and gave the fans hope after they had despaired. And finally, Eddie Matthews, a Wisconsin boy, drove the ball into the right field seats for the fourth home run of the game and won it 7-5. to five. And so now they're all tied up. The series has to go back to New York. And I'd like to say that it would be one of the great games of baseball if Warren Spahn, after the tremendous game he pitched here today, the great heart, the courage, the skill and all, had lost it with that heartbreaking home run that Ellie Howard hit into the left field seats tied up after two were out and nobody on in the ninth inning and bang go it looked as if Spahn's game was gone but Haney stayed with him courageously and Spahn stuck in there the kind of pitcher he is only pitcher ever to win 20 games in the National League by the way in eight seasons a 36 year old veteran with everything and he spun a truly wonderful game here this afternoon although the Yankees got more hits those don't count. Those are just missed points after. Those are downs, I will say, in a football game. The score is what counts, and the Braves pull it out 7-5 to five and shows that while the Yankees are the Yankees and are never beaten until the last man, the Braves can play at that game, too, and they did this afternoon in one of the finest World Series games I've seen in 36 years of watching World Series, scarcely ever missing an inning or even a play. I thought yesterday's was the worst World Series ball game I ever saw, and this one of the finest. It was a very uh, 
good laugh in it, too. A little chuckle in the tent. This case is Dingle, who didn't get off a train at Sturdivant, Wisconsin. Sturdivant was the starting pitcher for the Yankees, and uh, he is 1-0 in World Series play because Bob Grimm got credit for the defeat here. But the folks in Sturdivant, Wisconsin, are oh-oh because Stingle wouldn't get off the train to greet the cow or something coming in here, and they've been riding him ever since, and the booze when he goes to the mound are tremendous. So when he came back to the bench in the eighth inning this afternoon, he stopped and blew a kiss to the fans, and I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in the ballpark. And, of course, a wonderful old guy, Casey, who used to manage the brewers here and uh, likes this town as we all do. And that gives me a chance to say that I think Milwaukee has done the greatest thing in baseball in 20 years. These enthusiastic, happy fans here now who have piled up attendance records and this beautiful stadium. I don't think anything that's happened in baseball in years is better. It's a wonderful old town. It's a wonderful ballpark. And the Braves are a wonderful team no matter who wins. And we all know, of course, the perennial champion Yankees are, are always the same, always great, always championship, and proved it again here in the feet. A tremendous, wonderful, beautiful ball game on a beautiful, sunshiny afternoon. Now, this broadcast is authorized under broadcasting right, granted by the Commissioner of Baseball, solely for the entertainment of our listening audience, and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the description and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. Broadcast time tomorrow for the fifth game in the Great Series is 2.45 Eastern Daylight Time. Plan to be with us and enjoy the fun again. Our thanks to our NBC engineer, George Wilson. This broadcast was produced by NBC sports editor, Paul Jonas. This is Bill Corum saying smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon for your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company.